Blog Talk Radio. It's kind of easy when you listen to the G-Dub sound. Pioneer speaker pumper, now the smoke on the pound. I got the sound for your ass, and it's easy to see. That this DJ, D-Roll and G, can I get in where I'm fitting? Sitting, sitting, listen, let me conversate better yet. Regulate, shake the spot with my knot. May, say, cause I don't like to dream about getting paid. I play ball. Yo, kicking it old school here with some Warren G leading us in today on the No Huddle Show. Let's go, West Coast. Hey, we got Sam back in the building, man, the traveling Sam, always out and about. But Detroit, actually Boston. blessing us with his presence in studio today. Let's go, guys. Man, Let's go. Is, this is a hell of a thing, man, to so have listen, you back. I, I wanted to just quickly, before we jump into stuff, Yes. I am 5-2 and two in both my fantasy leagues. Okay. How are you doing? I'm not good. Not are you good. wait? Are you are you uh, on on waiting on a prayer tonight? I am. I need I need the New Orleans defense to outscore Tyler Lockett um, by any amount by any amount of points because I'm up by two. And, so, and you're not afraid of stack corrections, are you? No. Okay. No. No. But so I am three currently three and three in that league, and then I'm just a uh, one in a, one in five in my work league. Hey, just terrible. So All I've right. um, you know it is what it is. All right. I just wanted to rub it in a little bit on Monday morning. Thank you. How many championships do you have, though, Sam? Uh, Oh, I got plenty. Okay. Yeah. I've been part of, like, six leagues. (laughs) So... Uh, yes, we have the NBA, you know, we're coming at you a couple days late. We didn't get to do a, uh, we didn't do a Friday show, right? Yeah, we missed Friday. We did, we did. It's been a crazy weekend. Uh, so we're coming at you a little bit late. I know this has already been discussed quite a bit, but we have the 75th anniversary team, the NBA announced. Wait, can I just ask you a quick, before we jump in, of the panelists that are there that were voting for the 75th? Yes. Why is Stephen A. Smith on that list? I don't know. Apparently, he knows what he's talking about. Since when? When it comes to basketball. I have no idea. I have no idea. When you're Stephen A. Smith and you're basically a rock star for ESPN, then you get to call your shots. All right. Okay. So, they didn't change anything from the 50th anniversary team. Everybody that was on the 50th anniversary team stayed on. Stayed on. Yes. So, they added 25 new players. Cool. Okay. Um, They, that I am like, why? Okay. Um, Let's go into the why. So first is Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. Anthony Davis is a really good player. Is he Is he one of the 75 greatest players of no, all time? No, can I tell you why? I think that, like, one of the, the monikers for, like, being on such a great list has to be, like, some sort of longevity, right? Yes. We're talking, like, 12, 13 years, 14 years. Of being years. a top player. Exactly. exactly. We're talking multiple all-star games. Possible MVPs, uh, multiple possible multiple MVPs. Um, you know, even a couple of finals appearances, yeah. maybe a ring or two, right? Yeah. But to make that list, you have to be insane for like a long period of time. Sure. Yes. And and Andy Davis has been good. He's been in the league what eight, ten years? You know. Yeah, and he, but he's been hurt a bunch. Man. I agree. I agree. Anthony Davis has been hurt, but Anthony Davis. I don't even think he's even been around that long either. You know, 2013, like, he came oh, in the come league. on, bro. He hasn't even hit 10, year, 10 years yet. No. He, he has hit not 10 hit 10 years. years yet, bro. And here's the thing, man. How many games played? This is really he's interesting. He's played 567. Okay, not counting this season. Okay, so 564 fine. over 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So 564 games. Now, granted, there was – a shortened season, a lockout, 564 games extrapolated, uh, divided by nine, uh, is basically like 62 games. Nine years, 82 games a year. Yeah. That's how many games you would have played. Some 38. Yeah. Okay. So 567. So if you give an average of, of nine seasons, 567 divided by nine, He's basically playing 62, 63 games a year. He's missing 200 games a year on Yeah, give or take, per year that he's playing. I'm sorry. That doesn't warrant a top, you know, know, a nod for me because you haven't played 10 years. Right. You got a ring on a on a shortened season, on a bubble season. Right? Yeah, when you had three months before the playoffs Correct. started, you forced your way out of the team that drafted you. Right. Right. So, I don't know, man. Like that doesn't. To me, you you're on a list with Michael Jordan, 
Carl Malone, LeBron, you know, James. LeBron James. Like you're talking like the ultimate best cream yeah. of crop players. And you are, you know, I don't believe that he belongs on the list. I'm also a little hesitant to add James Harden onto this list, only because. <laughs> See, I'll tell you. Uh, okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, only because Harden is so one-dimensional. He is. He's a is. one-dimensional. But only I guess last year he started proving that he can really dish out. Right. You know, I guess if you look right. at this list and you see a guy like Dominique Wilkins, all right, who was known more as a scorer than a dunker. Than, than a dunker. dunker really, even that. His mid-range was like 15, 16 feet. He never went behind that. So I guess if he's on this list, it's okay to have James Harden. But James Harden is such a liability on defense. And Oh, yeah, totally. Harden has had the most success when he's been third fiddle. Yeah. Oklahoma City, when they went to the finals, yep. he was the third option. Six men a year. When he led Houston, Houston never made it past the second round. Yeah. They never made it past the second round. Yeah. And I, I know there's a lot of guys who don't have the championship rings to that are on this list. I get it. Yeah, but, like, Neek went up against, like, Larry Bird. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan Bulls. The you know? Detroit Pistons. And the bad boys of yeah. the 80s. So, like, yeah. He had a tougher route. So, like, if he doesn't have rings or he doesn't have, uh, you know, um, some of the accolades that go with it, it's still okay. He was an era-defining uh, forward, man. Yeah. You know? He really defined the 80s almost, you know, in, in the sense where he was high-flying. He he brought some flavor, you know, he to did. the position. He, he was an 11-time All-Star. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know. What's his career average? Uh, career average, he averaged um, 24.8, so almost 25 career? points per game. Oh, bro, that's career. automatic on the list. Are yeah. you kidding me? Over the span of how many years? Uh, 12 seasons. Yeah. Dude. Oh, no, sorry. 12, 15 seasons. Kidding me, bro? Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. And then he averaged, uh, you know, 2.5 assists, 7 rebounds a game. Okay. So that's he wasn't fine. really an all-around threat. But, me, but so – here, the, the two guys that I had the biggest problem with were James Harden and Anthony Davis. So can I and even, even to an extent, Damian Lillard. All right, can I tell you something about James Harden? Yes. All right, so the only reason why I will kind of allow the Harden um, nod is Harden's still playing. He's been around for some time now, right? Yeah. 10 plus. He's out. He's on that 10 plus plateau, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Harden has been like an elite scorer, bro, for like – the last eight years, man. Sure. You know, or like maybe even more than eight years. I don't even know. But like the guy's been in top in the top three in scoring, if not number one in scoring, probably the last six, seven years. You know, easy. Yeah. Easy. So just that it takes a lot to be the best the top scorer in the league, like year okay. after year. And he has one MVP. He has one MVP. He does. He does. He, does. he, does. he has one. He was snubbed out of the other, you know, yeah. accordingly according to him him and and some other people. But I still think that he has, you know, it's hard to do that, man. Even Melo didn't do that, you know, and Melo's no, a pure right. scorer. You're right, you know. It's, and, and I don't know, I, I know. I think some of these, you know, some of the other things, like the rebounds and assists, I think he started piling those up, like, later. He did, know? yeah. I, I'll give you that one. I mean, so you have a question with Carter. I, well, Vince Carter's not on this list, and I was trying to think of some guys. on it. I don't know if he belongs on it either. I don't think so. Uh, I, I, he's era-defining guard, bro. He's yeah, but if you – I'm not sure if I would have put him on this team either. Um, it's so hard with these lists to say, okay, well, who's the list real quick? Yeah. I want to see a, a, a possible go up. Uh, no, there's nobody on this list I would take. I wouldn't – I mean, I Mello can't, still play Mello out no, because no, no. he was such a generational talent. He, it, it's so he's still playing, and he's bro. still playing. And he just passed Carl Malone. Yeah. And you can't really take Mello out. He was so good for so long. But there's just I, – I don't know. I, I, okay, so let's say we were to remove Anthony Davis and we were to remove James Harden. Then that begs the question, who would replace them and who's not already on the list? And you have Reggie Miller on this list. Yeah. You have Steve Nash on this list. Yeah. You have Dirk Nowitzki on this list, yeah. right? Obviously, guys like Luka Doncic are way too young to be included. They haven't accomplished it yet. So then who on earth do you put to replace them? And that, that's the biggest question. That's why – I Why is Russell Westbrook there? Only because that's, a, he, that's a third one. Only that's, because that he, a, only because he averaged a triple double and he broke, you know, Oscar Robertson's record for triple doubles 
Is that the only reason why? Because I said maybe. But if you look at Oscar Robertson's shooting percentage, bro, it's like night and day compared to 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 Westbrook. You know? Yeah. I, you know somebody that they made a case for that over Westbrook, if you're going to replace Westbrook and Harden or Anthony Davis, uh-huh. there's a guy that I, I think might have a case, Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah, I agree. 110%. Dwight Howard Three was defensive, defensive player of the year. Yep. You know, multiple all-star teams. Exactly. And probably was considered a top three. A top three player from 2009, probably till 2014 yep. or so. Yep. You know. Yep. And uh, uh, we're looking. 14 is when he went to Houston. No, I would say right before LA, dude. Okay, so to, from like, maybe 2009 to 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But even with the Lakers, he played what? Since 70. He played 76. 76 what was his average? Games. He averaged 12 rebounds, 17 points, and 2.4 blocks. I mean, it's nothing to sneeze at, you know. That's, I'll, I'll add that year as another year to. Yeah. But Houston is when he went down. Though. No, but even in Houston, he averaged 18 points. He wasn't the same defensive presence because okay. uh, he only averaged 8.9 rebounds. That's because he was getting close to 30. Or I'm sorry, 12.2 rebounds. He averaged 12.2 rebounds. He's still getting boards. 18 points, 12.2 rebounds, and uh, 1.8 blocks. Bro, the guy averages a double double for his career with all his games played. Yeah. 16 you know. points, 12 rebounds. Yeah. First career. That's insane. Yeah. And, and you look at these years. And those three de- defensive player of the years, bro, like, yeah, that's, 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 that's nothing to see. No, nothing either. to see, though. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's 34, 35, 36. His numbers are not what they were. Well, he's also not getting enough the same amount of minutes, right? Right. And it's also a different NBA yeah. than it was. This yeah. is now a perimeter game. Yeah. Dwight Howard is not a perimeter player. Yeah. Okay. But, but if you try to punish – the Lakers, when they go small, yes. he will destroy you inside. Absolutely. So I feel like Howard was kind of a snub uh, who didn't make the team. Some people want to make the case for Clay Thompson. Clay felt, Thompson. Clay Thompson felt bad for not making Are you fucking kidding me, Clay Thompson? I know. I Are mean, you kidding me, bro? Honestly, you don't have a Come ring on. without Steph and Draymond and all those guys. So. And Draymond, dude. And Draymond, yeah. You know, I don't. Some I, people thought Kyrie Irving get the yeah, hell out of here, no. get out, get, the, get out, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, get out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. But other than that, there's really not PG. anybody that I would say. Oh, we're PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But other than that, I, I think they got most of it right. There's some people that I kind of call into question a little bit, but you know, overall, I thought well, the NBA did question? a pretty good job. Could you, yeah. Could you, David, could you look up career averages for Mitch Richmond? Mitch Richmond, yeah. He was another pure scorer in the 90s, right? Yep. And he was with Golden State and Sacramento. Yeah. Sacramento both, right? And uh, what's his career average? 21 points per game. Look at that. And he look shot, career-wise, he shot 38% from three-point range. Look at that. Before man. it was really he a thing think, to do. If you let Mitch Richmond fly in this era, he's a Clay Thompson. He is. He's a Clay Thompson, like, yes, when it comes to shooting. Yeah. You know, you have you have people like, I don't know. So these guys have hold insane career averages over yeah. ten plus years, right? And they're and and Clay's feeling bad for getting snubbed. Come on, man. To be honest with you, and Grant Hill never had the injury issues he had in Orlando. I feel like Grant Hill would be a shoe in for this list. One hundred and ten percent. Grant Hill. If you look at his first he, five years with, in the league, even with the, was, even with the injury, man, I'm yeah. telling you, he's damn near there almost. Yeah. Because again, longevity. He played till he's forty. Yeah. Man. And, played, he was played, se- and he was semi, yeah. you know. Played 18 seasons in the 18 NBA. 18 seasons in yeah. the NBA, bro. And modern NBA. He, he got yeah. the transition from the 90s into the, into the 2000s. Yeah. All, All right. right, man. But that, yeah, the NBA, you know, once again, congratulations to everybody on the NBA 75th anniversary it. team. Yeah, we'll see you again in 25 years when they do the 100th. So, <laughs> um, all right, so moving on. Uh, what do you make of the Lakers' early season struggles? Did they just beat Memphis the other day? Uh, barely. Barely. It was, uh, yeah. Brett missed a free throw. Yeah. He had to miss a free throw in order to get there, you know? And then you had uh, Davis and Howard fighting on the sideline. So, look, I'll tell you this much. I think um, I think all the, the, the bad news that's surrounding them fighting is, is very um, – it's very moderate. Yeah. And you know what? Shame on Magic Johnson for coming out and saying in the 42 years that he's been with the Lakers organization that he doesn't – he's never seen an incident like that. I, I call bullshit on that, Magic. I, I call yeah. straight bullshit on that yeah. because Michael Cooper was an asshole, you know, and there were a, a ton of players 
in the 80s, and I guarantee you, you guys had issues, all right? So people that are coming in and, and get, giving these hot takes, saying they're all old team already to begin with, they're not going anywhere, and on top of that, they have all these, like, internal struggles, and but that's going to happen. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's bound to happen, man. It's just going to happen. You have a lot of has-been superstars. You have a lot of, um, you know, on the bubble of almost becoming not superstars or not right. stars at all, right? Um, and, and you know what? You're going to have egos that are going to clash. And I think the early season struggles, it better be early because if it's late in the season, you're screwed, L.A. Good luck. Well, they are. But here's, here's I guess, my biggest concern for L.A. is they lost to two likely playoff teams, yeah. Phoenix and Golden State, yeah. right? As If Golden State stays healthy, that's yeah. the big if, yeah. right? And but, if they get Clay back, it's yeah. a big, big surge, right? At that well, point. I think he is back. Isn't he playing? <laughs> no. No, he's not playing yet. Okay. The other thing is when they, when they lost to the Warriors, though, I mean – uh, yeah, Jordan Poole went off. had 20 points. Went off, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that Iguodala was back with the Warriors. Like, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that David – oh, that's Damian Lee, not David Lee. I was like, yeah. are they running it back? David Lee's retired. <laughs> David Lee's been retired. Which, by the way, I love yeah. New York League's Nick David Lee because he was like the most efficient David Lee you could get. Yeah. But the Lakers here, even if you look at their game against the Grizzlies, okay, and you look at this team stats, the Lakers shot – 53% from three-point range. How often are they going to do that this season? Yeah, no. 53%. They're not, and, they're and, not hold on. and hold on. How many did they hit? They hit 16 of 30. Okay, so you know Melo had six of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so then the rest, you know, the rest of them are 10 of uh, whatever. Come on, bro. Yeah. See, the rest of the team gets 10. That's kind of disgraceful if you look at it. 17 turnovers. 17 turnovers was a, a key for that game. Can, then, can you go to the stat line and tell me and, who had the most turnovers? Oh, again, Russell I can Westbrook. guarantee you it's Russell Westbrook. I mean, I mean, outside of Westbrook, that's what I'm, I'm going for. Okay, so get if we go to – I wonder if Rondo had any turnovers. That's what I'm really – Your turnovers, Anthony Davis had three. LeBron James had three. Westbrook had nine turnovers. Of the 17 turnovers they committed as a team, he had nine of them. Does that Rondo have That's – does what, Rondo? Rondo did not play. Oh, yeah, because the gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have – Nine turnovers then. Okay, let's look at the loss to the Suns. Let's see what happened there. They lost by 10 to the Suns. The Lakers shot 44% from three-point range. But they also had 16 turnovers. What is going on? And in that turnovers, in that span, LeBron James had five. Westbrook had four. Rondo had three that game. If you don't take care of the ball, you're going to lose a lot of games. The NBA is a game of runs. And any team can go on a run based on right. how you the other the other opposition team is playing, right? So if you constantly open up the ball, it's going to lead to a lot of transition points. It is. It's going to lead to a lot of, you know, just pure, like, on a dig into a groove, right? Yeah. And Westbrook shot 6 of 15, 0, from, 0 for 3, and then 3 from 8 from the line in that game. You're a point guard. How are you going 3 for 8 from the line? So the only thing I can say, uh, again, for the, for the Lakers fans that are out there, um, Westbrook did the exact same thing uh, last year when he started with Washington. Yeah. And then he got his shit under control. He did, but Washington and had to go to a playing game by winning given, 10 out of their given, last, like, whatever. Given, given that, yeah. given that, I'm just saying still, nonetheless, right, he, down the stretch, he was able to turn things around. So if they're hopeful that that's going to happen again, I don't know, man. That's That's, that's good luck on them. We'll see. I, I have no I, faith in the Lakers this year. I'm sorry. I don't have any faith in the Lakers. I don't think they are too old, actually. I, they are, and I think they'll make the playoffs. But once again, they'll be a six or a seven. Seed. I would really like to see how many how many steals John Morant had in that Grizzlies game um, with all those turnovers that Westbrook had. Because that that'll just, them the ball. that'll just show you that it'll literally show you that he, Westbrook has aged even more and yeah. in a bad way. He's always been wild and crazy. And, and John Morant had three steals that game. Mel- Melton had three steals what? that game. Bro. And also, Xavier Tillman Sr., whoever the hell that is, also had three steals that game. Good God, man. Westbrook, get your shit together, dude. Yeah. He's wow. getting old. He is getting old, man. I've, we'll he see. was 30 for his, 31 for his. The way he plays, plays, his style. Two AC, one ACL, one meniscus? No way. Man. Uh, let me say this. A lot of would you people, say Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook? Sorry to cut you off. Listen, I would say Kyrie. No. Yes. I would say Kyrie Irving. When Irving is engaged, 
He's a better player than Russell Westbrook currently. He doesn't turn the ball over as much, and he's a better shooter. Okay. Now, I wouldn't want either one of them on my team, <laughs> to be perfectly frank. I would take a lot of guys over. The Kyrie's a head case. And Westbrook, he plays with a lot of passion, but he doesn't, can't bring himself under control, which is why him and Durant can never get over the hump, because Westbrook takes terrible shots and he turns the ball over a ton. So good luck, Lakers. We'll see. But, Bron, I think you're going to – Forget those 70 games. Yeah, yeah, forget those 70 games. You'll be, lucky, you'll be lucky to win 52. Yeah, kiss it goodbye. Yeah. All, All right. right. See you, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> So we got at Kendrick Perkins. We show, I, well, after the show, we'll at Kendrick Perkins for his moronic takes. I hate Kendrick Perkins. Me too, He's man. just a big dummy. So <laughs> Big dummy. Big, you big dummy. <laughs> so we got the World Series starting tomorrow. A, a team you had no faith in. No, well, they surprised me. But guess who might be coming back just for the World Series? Mr. Ronald Acuna. Now, he hasn't played in a since, I think, like, May. Okay. So he would be He'd have to shake off very ball. rusty. But it adds a, a crazy wild card. Yeah. Well, yo, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Since baseball is your thing, when a star player like that comes back onto a team that's winning already, does it mess up the chemistry? No, not can if it you, mess up the chemistry? No, not, not, not like that. Not like in basketball where yeah. it could or, like, even – in other sports, but in baseball, because it's so random, man. How many times do you see teams that win, like, 94 games one year, but then the next year they only win, like, 82, 81? Or a pitcher right. who has a great year, maybe they go 16-5 and five with a 2.45 ERA, and then the next year they're 10-8 and eight with a 3.94 ERA, right? right. You know, right. like, it's so hard to just replicate consistent performance in baseball because there's so many factors in things. The Braves – you know, I don't want to count them out against the Astros and say they have no shot because, man, I didn't think they had a shot to get past the Dodgers. And they and, did. And they did in six games, nonetheless. So, they didn't even wait till seven, huh? Uh, this this, this uh, game one matchup um, makes me curious. You have Framber Valdez going against Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton's been in the league forever. But uh, Valdez has pitched pretty good um, – as of late, um, somewhat, but his last game against Boston, uh, in one of the when they won nine to one, he went eight innings, only allowing three hits and one run. That's pretty damn. But here's the book on Franklin. Okay, if you can get to him early, get some hits, get on base, take some walks, get on base, you have a good shot, four or five runs on him before the fifth inning and him getting pulled, okay? He's a guy that once if he starts to get going and he starts to get outs and you're not hitting him very well, he'll, he'll power through, and it'll be a night where you might only get two to four hits or so and maybe one run. But he'll settle in, you're saying. He'll settle in. But if you can get hits on him early, make him start to press, you have a good shot at, at getting him yanked before the fifth thing. Can okay? I ask you who's pitching for the, the Astros? That's it, Framber Valdez. Oh, okay. That's, that's it. Charlie that's Martin. Right. Charlie Morton is okay, going to be right. pitching for the Braves. Okay. We, are there are there any um, Cy Young hopefuls on either side? No, none. There's not. No. So this is no. purely going to be offensive. Like, well, no, they have good pitching staff. Oh, they do. They don't have anybody though um, that, that, that 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 you would say is ace? going. Yeah, that, that, no, not ace. They have aces, but. Okay. Nobody that you would say is a shoo-in to win okay. the Cy Young this okay. year, right? Okay. If you look at the top contenders, you know, Lance Lynn for Chicago, Robbie Ray was big for, um, you know, for there. Garrett Cole was another one that was that was on the on the track. Fizzled, right? Yeah, the fizzled. Uh, Corbin Burns on the National League side, Max Scherzer, Walker Buehler are all the guys. So you don't really have – you don't really have anybody right on either team on either side. Got it. That's that's among the favorites to win the Cy Young, Got right? It. But that doesn't mean that they don't have good pitching. Good pitching. They just didn't have anybody that had such Got a standout it. season, right? Got okay. It. That means they have actually a, probably a more balanced pitching rotation, though. No? I would give the edge to Houston only because I feel like the they, Peters. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, no, but because Atlanta is missing guys due to injury. Okay. And so I would have to give – but I would give the bullpen nod to Atlanta. Okay. The bullpen nod goes – but Houston's got Lance McCullers. They got um, Zach Grinke. They got um, – That's an old name, isn't it? Yeah, they got, you know, Verlander. I don't Verlander playing? I don't even know if Verlander's playing right now. Um, I, I haven't heard his name in a while. I Like, did he get hurt? I thought he got hurt this year. You know, sorry, we were on a sports show. We don't have all the information. Where's that? Where's uh, that? Uh, it would be nice to have a producer. Yeah, let's do this. A producer on here. Um, yeah, this year uh, did he get hurt? Twenty twenty. Oh, he didn't. He didn't play. He didn't play. He didn't play this year, so he's not on the team. So sorry about that. There's no Justin Verlander, but they have some of these other guys that we talked about. Um, I don't know. I still like the. I think the starting pitching has got to go to uh, Houston, but I'll give the bullpen uh, nod to Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Cool. The lineups are very similar. Um, man, Atlanta's got Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albiz. You know, Houston's got Carlos Carrera, um, Jose Altuve. They got Alex Bregman. Um, the, the the really the hitting matchup is is going to be interesting to watch. Um, cool. So, but right now, if you're asking me to pick, I got to roll with the Braves, man. Go with the hot hand? Go with the hot hand, Braves in seven. Okay, Braves in seven. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm calling. I'm going underdog, too. Okay. Any games? Just be safe. Seven, bro. Okay. (laughs) All right. Because if, if, if the six would be like hockey, because they got they got past the the, the Dodgers in six, yeah, which was yeah. a very big surprise to everyone, probably. Yeah, and then they. I wonder won. how much money Vegas lost on that. Oh, I'm sure a lot because <laughs> L. A. was heavily favored, favored. Every, almost every game. Yeah, right? they were heavily favored for the series. Yeah, it was. They, yeah, Atlanta was big underdogs going into that game. And but you know it's funny. I picked Atlanta in the World Series before the season started. But then I but wavered off that pick after, after, everybody, after everybody got hurt. Got yeah. Yep. On to college football, bro. Some college football. So I know this isn't your specialty, but that's okay. So it's crazy to me that there's college coaches already being fired, people in the hot seat. Is Scott Frost there? Scott Frost is there, and we'll get to him in a moment. Okay. All right. So Ed Orgeron is stepping down at the end of the season from LSU. I thought okay. he did already. No, he's going to finish the season out. Oh, he's going to step down once the season's over. Gotcha. He's announced it that it's going to be at the end of the season. Ed Orgeron is two years removed from a national title. Yep. 2019 won a national title. 2020, they go 5-5. Five and five. This year, they were off to a 4-3 and three start, and he resigns. He resigns because they, they weren't, he wasn't getting the job done. Now the next coach, Matt Wells, who is in his third season – and has his team five and three, was fired recently. He hasn't even, yeah. even completed his third season yet. So, it brings me to a couple other names on the hot seat right now, okay? You mentioned one of them, Scott Frost. The other one is Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech. Justin Fuente took over Virginia Tech's program from Frank Beamer that has, was used to winning nine, ten games a year, and continue for ACC championships, right? Old school coach. Justin Fuente hasn't gotten the job done. And in fact, the program has gotten worse as, as for, as, since he's been there. He took over Virginia Tech in 2016. They went 10 and 4, okay? Then he's gone 9 and 4, 6 and 7, 8 and 5, 5 and 6, and he's 3 and 4 this year. Uh, Virginia Tech got a big win against North Carolina. Not so big anymore because North Carolina sucks this year. Yeah. Uh, that was his hype before three like, exactly started. They proceeded to lose to Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, West Virginia, and they got games against Georgia Tech, Boston College, Duke, Miami, and Virginia left on the schedule. They're three and four. You could probably see two more losses on that schedule. Uh, so Miami, Virginia, Duke is a pretty good team. Uh, Duke is, you know, well, they're three and four too. They're zero three. I said they were a pretty good team. I lied. I just got caught lying uh, live <laughs> on there, but. Uh, you know, I I don't see a, I don't see a way for Virginia Tech to win out and maybe get to eight and four and save his job. I just don't. I think Justin Fuentes on the hot seat. Um, you're, Scott Frost, Nebraska fans don't want him on the hot seat. I, I, can't, by default. I can't tell you how many Nebraska fans on the message boards that I'm on for the Huskers keep saying, "Oh, well, he's close to turning the corner." They lost. 
they've lost by one possession to all these top-ranked teams this year, to Oklahoma, yeah. Michigan, the average State. Average, average loss per, you know, average yeah. how many points they lost each game by. It's close. It's close. Every game is but close. But you know what? The only thing that close matters is the horseshoes and hand grenades, okay? <laughs> it doesn't matter in sports. Close but no cigar, okay? Scott Frost has had four years to turn this around. And this, this is not year one. This is not year one. It's not even year two, okay? Right now, any coach worth his salt, you, you look at it. You look at any coach that's had, having success with their program, they may have had a bad record year one, but by year two, they've turned it around. And by year three, year four, they've usually taken the next step, okay? Right. Now, sometimes you just have coaches that don't necessarily take that next step, but they're still winning nine, ten games. And that's right. usually at programs that don't have a tradition for winning, okay? okay. okay. It's usually programs where there's not a huge history. Nebraska is a blue blood program. They have the fifth most wins in NCAA football history. Okay. They're one of seven teams with 800 plus wins uh, for a program. They're not, they're not worried about just getting a bowl game. They're not worried about winning seven, eight games, right? right. They, you know, they don't care about a small itty bitty bowl game. They, they want to, to shoot. For and the, big, and big they ones. want to compete for conference because titles. They've won it before. Exactly. Right? They, yeah. They have five national championships right. to their name. Whereas now let's say you pick like, uh, you know, um, let's call it, let's call it, let's call it Wake Forest. Yeah. There you okay. Go. Dave, uh, were they Conference USA or no? No, Wake Forest uh, is in the ACC. ACC okay. So you have a guy like Dave Clawson. Okay? There is no Conference USA anymore, is there? Yes, there is. There's oh, there still. is still. So Dave Clawson took over at Wake Forest in 2014, okay? Mm-hmm. Wake Forest, mind you, not a great football tradition, okay? Very basketball oriented. More basketball, yeah. He went 3-9, and 3-9. Then seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, eight and five. He was four and five in this in the shortened year last year. Well, four and four. Then he lost the bowl game. Then this year he has the team seven and zero, seven and zero currently. Now this is a program like Wake Forest, where if they win seven eight games and go bowling, they're extremely satisfied. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, but then if you want to take a look a more let's say successful coach that is one big time. Okay. So we'll call it Nick Kurt Davis. Well, no, not Nick Nick Saban. Yeah, he's not really a good example. But Kirby Smart at Georgia, okay? okay? Eight and five his first year. And he took over a good Georgia team under Mark Rick. Eight and five, not a bad season, not great. The next year, 13 and two, they lost in the national title game in year two. Then the next two years after that, 11 and three, 12 and two, eight and two, he has the team undefeated this year and looking like a national championship team. So, and, and Georgia has a winning program? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they, they have, have a winning program. They have, they have the resources. They have there. the resources. Yeah. They have the, the history behind it. Yeah. Okay. I'll even and give you, you. And would you say every SEC team is like that? Not every. No. Not Vanderbilt. Not Mississippi State. You know, some of those other teams. Okay. Matt Rule. Here's another great example of a college coach. Okay. His first year taking over a scandal-ridden Baylor. No, oh, taking over no. a scandal-ridden Baylor team. Okay. That was that that had dismissed so many players for rape violations. They had all kinds of probation on them. He goes one and eleven in his first year. Okay. The next year he goes seven and six, and the last year before he went to the NFL he goes eleven and three. Yeah. So, don't tell me it can't be done. Don't tell me that Frost needs more time. It's a BS answer. So if you're a quality coach, you're going to start turning things around within the first two years or so. And that's just the way it goes. So Scott Frost should be fired. He really should be at the end of the season. And what does it look like you guys are going to end up at the end of the You know, what record well, are you going to Four and eight is my guess. Really? Our you last... went from, like, hopeful for six to seven wins to now. Yes, because we lost four. to Minnesota. We lost to some teams we shouldn't have. We're sitting at three and five, Okay. I'm no, sorry. no, I'm sorry. Sorry, we're sitting at three and four. That's seven. No, three and five. Eight games. Okay. We have four games left. We're sitting at three and five. Okay. Here are our final four games: Purdue this weekend, Ohio State next weekend, Wisconsin the weekend after that, Iowa the weekend after that. So three losses I see right there. Exactly. Maybe one sneaking out, one win. Exactly. So that's one in. So that's one in three that finishes with a record of four and eight. Not and four and eight, no bowl games. No, you have to win six games to be bowl eligible. So you're he's done. We'll see. If you're a Husker fan, you want to debate me on this, call in. Please call in at five six three nine 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 three seven six one. Uh so now we're gonna to get to the NFL, man. And 
this is our, you know, we only got, wow, we only got 25 minutes left. Whoa. So we, we have really flown through on this show. Um, but I want to get to this clip here. Bill Sims recently compared Joe Burrow to Joe Montana, okay? Talked about his poise, his confidence. Uh, and I, I also get some Joe Burrow quotes here in a moment, which are really striking to me. But I, I want to play this clip from Colin Cowherd's show. And I'm going to ask you, uh, Sam, after we heard the clip, if you agree with me on this, okay? That Green Bay, they didn't. They got very close. But uh, Phil Sims said that Joe Burrow is a modern-day Joe Montana. And I thought to myself, that's really not the standard of what I'm looking for. And I love Joe Montana. What I'm looking for is Mahomes and Josh Allen. 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", wildly powerful arm, can, can, a plus mobility, can run around. Folks, if you look at football today... You see it every weekend with a lot of teams. No running back sets. No, no running backs. Four wideouts. Because of the scheme changes and the innovations and advances in football by coaches and because of the rule changes, the standard has changed for quarterbacks. I'm not looking for the next Joe Montana. I'm looking for the next Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Saying you're looking for the next Joe Montana is like in basketball saying you're looking for the next Tim Duncan. Both are a compliment. I'm not looking for the next Tim Duncan. I want somebody as big as Duncan that can shoot threes. I'm looking for the next Kevin Durant. Uh, don't get me wrong. Send the next Montana. Oh, that's nice. Send her the next Duncan. Oh, that's nice. That's not the standard. Because of analytic changes in basketball and rule changes, I am looking for the next Kevin Durant. And in football, I am looking for... All right, so that was a partial clip. What do you think about that, Sam? I, I think that is pretty accurate um, because uh, to a certain degree, it's pretty accurate to a certain degree. And why I, I say this is because the game has actually changed, right? Just the way basketball went to this wild, you know, three-point explosion and everyone wanted – you know, Steph Curry's and Dame Lillard's and people that could walk over the half-court line and Trey Young's, you know, um, the game has changed. Um, but Montana is still – he's on a pedestal, uh, like, that's hard to get there. And up until recently, it was – a couple of years ago, correct me if I'm wrong, it was Tom Brady that was being compared to, to Joe Montana. Yeah. You know, it was – and now a couple of years later, you're, you're saying that Burroughs is – just as good as Montana. So, like, how far has Joe Burrow gone down, gone up the list, and how far has Montana gone down? So, I, I, well, think, I, I think, but I guess the, what, I'm not completely. Yeah, so, yeah. let me let okay. me clarify. Right? Okay. I, I I think that what he made, what the the comment he made, where he's looking for the next Patrick Mahomes, that is something that is, um, it, it's accurate. People are looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. They're looking for the big arm. The accuracy, the downfall, and because like the way you said, the game's changing. Four wide out sets, along with like two possible pass catching tight ends, it's crazy. You know, the game has really has evolved. But by no means am I saying that Montana's just like a fart in the wind. You know, the guy is crazy accomplished, right? Considered one of the best to ever do it, right? But. So I guess what Colin Coward means more so is Montana wasn't known for having a super strong arm. He wasn't known for being able to throw 50-yard bombs down the field, right? Like, much like Mahomes. Okay. Like, like, but he so was the a system fifth, quarterback, though. Right. And he ran the system really well. So, so to an extent, yeah, right? But he was a great winner. Yeah. And he's saying, well, what? What? he's like, I don't really want that. I want I want the next Mahomes or, or Josh Allen. Okay, great. Brady also doesn't have the strongest arm, no. but he's clutch, and he fit into a system for a very long time in New England, a New England system. Burrow, if he has those clutch elements to him, I'll take him over a Josh Allen or a Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah, he's a great talent, okay? But big arms, eventually, if you don't start to modify your game, 
people catch up to you. How many Super Bowls does Dan Marino have? How many how many Super Bowls did John Elway win before he relied on a running game? Zero. 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 So so here's here's my take on well, one more thing I was just gonna say. Going back to what you said about Brady and Montana, they both release the football in like record time. You know, they, quick, get, they make quick they, reads. Quick reads, they're smart, they're very uh cerebral yes. quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, they, they think ahead, they catch the you know, uh the the defense sleeping, you know. Um I would say even Manning, for that matter. Yeah. He had an arm, but not a rocket, dude. Yeah. Not yeah. a not a rocket. He wasn't he wasn't tossing up sixty, seventy yarders, you know. In that timeline that these quarterbacks were coming out, you know, and, and they weren't looking to just get big gun big arms, right? right? They were asked to do different things. Yeah. But throw it down the field and, and hopefully and someone will catch it. Don't give it wrong. Burrow can throw the ball down the field. Oh, yeah, he does. He's not whipping it down the field like Patrick Mahomes is, but nobody is, right? There's very few people on that arm talent level. Lamar. Aaron Rodgers. Even Lamar's not on that level. No. He can throw hard. He can throw hard, but not like Mahomes can throw no. it on a dime. I would no. say Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are the, the, the two Josh guys. Josh Allen's yeah. right there, too. Couple yeah, steps behind, a couple steps behind. I think but, Josh yeah. Allen's accuracy takes a hit it does. compared to these two. Yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah. So I want I want to tell you. So Peter King interviewed Joe Burrow afterwards, and Andy Dalton was a nice quarterback. Carson Palmer were a nice quarterback. But you tell me if you could ever imagine them saying these two things. Okay. So after. Uh, he was asked about the loud crowd early on in Baltimore and if it affected him. And he says, we knew that they were going to be jacked up for us to come in, and, and they were expecting to beat our ass, but we were ready for it. Playing in the SEC definitely helped me. gets way louder in the SEC than in any of these NFL stadiums. That was number one, okay? Number two, he was asked if the Ravens surprised him much on defense because Justin Herbert said he'd never seen much of the stuff the Ravens did to him after Baltimore thumped the Chargers last week. Burrow's response was, no, I knew exactly what to expect from the game. you got to play physical against them. you got to play intense against them. Otherwise, otherwise they're going to drown you. I, I think those are two of the exact statements that you want to hear from your starting quarterback in yeah. the NFL. You want, to sh- you want someone to show you that they're not, A, not afraid to go toe-to-toe with, like, a big-time yeah. Big time quarterback and former MVP. Right. You know, uh, you're you're looking at an accomplished franchise. The Ravens have won it long term as well. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal for a young guy coming off an ACL, finally getting his groove back, yeah. and doing it. I I am on the Burrow bandwagon, yeah. dude. I like I love the way that he plays. I liked him when he played at LSU, and people you know, don't realize this, but like, yeah, he, he tore his ACL, you know, and and his knee got jacked up last year, but. Bro, he was, he could, he had wheels on him in, in college, bro. Yeah, he um, had wheels on him. He not wheels, but deceptive speed. Deceptive, like, it's, like speed twitchy. younger John Elway. Yeah, very twitchy in weird ways to angle like, himself. Or like Roethlisberger when he first first came, came in, exactly so, evaded. Get around. He's not Lamar Jackson or Russell no, Wilson, no, no, no. but he just you know. No, he, you're not designing plays right. for him to do it. But what I'm saying is, I yeah. like I like the overall package that yeah. you guys got. You know, you guys got a Heisman winner. You guys got the right quarterback in the right draft. I, I mean, in, in certain way, in some ways, I wish we had him instead of Zach fucking Wilson. <laughs> All right, man. And little Debbie hurt his PCL last week. Oh God. He looks like Little Debbie, bro. <laughs> By the way, does does Joe, Joe Burrow look like someone who he uh, looks just like designed booby traps to take care of the robbers when his parents weren't home? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, uh, did I send you that picture? Of, of who? Of, of Joe Burrow? No. No, I, I didn't. No, I don't think so. Okay, so there's a picture of of um, of uh, of uh, Ed Ed Orgeron and, yeah. and and Joe Burrow and Macaulay Culkin and Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh yes, no, now that yeah, now and they're both and they're both yeah. holding each other yeah. and it's like yeah, he looks like Macaulay Culkin. He man. does. He does, man. Very very Macaulay Culkin. Let's hope he doesn't have the same demeanor. Hey, man, but Macaulay Culkin was married to Mila Kunis for quite some time. So, Macaulay Culkin was smoking bath salts by the time he was 19. Okay, but he's, he's come out of it. He's all right. He's actually, so you're okay with Joe Burrow? No, I'm not, okay with my, I'm not okay with my quarterback smoking bath salts. I'm just saying. He looks yeah. emaciated right now. I mean, like, okay, here's 
Macaulay Culkin now. Here's Macaulay Culkin bath salt time, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. bath salt Macaulay Culkin. But now he's with Brenda Song. So I think, and I mean, look at Macaulay Culkin here. He, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he was a little yeah. rough. Yeah, little rough. Little rough. He looks a little. little he looks a lot cleaner yeah. here he now. Looks, he looks like yeah. he got his life together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but those know, other pictures, no man. Yeah, man. Hollywood's a bitch. What can I say? I mean, bro, when you're a child star and you have hits, you know, um, that's rough. You have a fall high, a big, a big high fall from grace. Yeah, you know? man. Seriously. What What's the score? Don't tell me this. The Seahawks, the Seahawks scored. And it went okay. It went to DK Metcalf. Thank God <laughs> for 84 yards. It's the second quarter. The Saints can't get anything going. What is going okay? On? By the way, Dino Smith is four for seven for 90 yards, but 84 of those yards went to DK Metcalf on one pass. So he has six yards on the other three completions. Dino Smith, I hope you go to hell. Uh, can you get some interceptions and some fumbles for me? There, there are New Orleans, th- there are there are cornerbacks that play for the Saints that are looking for better contracts. Geno Smith, if there's a hell's chance that you listen to this, yeah, help them out, man. You've been helping out these corners for years, yeah. throwing picks, bro, getting them fat contracts. Um, man, what is going on with the Chiefs? By the way, oh, Chiefs? dude. All right, I'm not gonna now. Put... I say panic. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not gonna sound the alarm because they lost twenty-seven to three. If you remember. Tampa lost 38 this week to New Orleans last I agree. year. I agree. But if this was just one loss, fourth loss. And how many picks? You threw a pick again, right? Yeah. yeah. Zero touchdowns, one interception. The Chiefs, by the way, have not looked good. They got blown out by the Bills. Okay? Yeah. They got they got physically dominated by the Chargers. Even though they only, they only lost by one score, they were physically dominated by the Chargers. And – they were getting their shit pushed in by the Browns before the, before they went on a run. They were down. Oh yeah. They were down twenty two to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they then they came back. I mean, if they hadn't come back, they'd be in trouble. Yeah, hell of a hell of a lot of trouble. I, I don't know. And you know what? You can't now 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 that you look at it. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say this now. You um, you know, you you can't blame not not having a run game, not having your O line. Not having a good defense because now they they look like a bad team from from A to Z. You know they do. They you know do. they look bad on offense. They look bad in, in the run game. They look, they look bad, bad on defense. defense. They look their secondary looks shredded. You know um, completely. Uh, I don't know if they still have um, you know uh, the honey badgers. Do they still have? Yeah, he's still there, Matthew. Yeah, Tyron Matthew's still there. Please. But here's here's the thing. And this is what we see a lot of times. This is why modern-day NFL is so hard to build a dynasty. Their defense, okay. the defense is too smart. Well, not only that, when you pay your quarterback so much money, you can't build around the rest of the team. Now, let me let me tell you something. Tom Brady took pay cuts in New England for years. How he, do you think they won those? That's rings? why they won, because he was probably taking five to $8 million less per year than he could have gotten so they could build teams. Now, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and be moaning Patrick Mahomes for taking the money. But here's what I will say. I would have said, give me give me a five-year contract and pay me a ton of money for those five years. And then after those five years, then I'll start taking some discounts as I get older so you can build a better team around me. Okay? That way I get my money yes. and you get to build a team. And you get to build but a team. now you have 10 years locked Ten years. in. Guy yeah. Guy. yeah. You have 10 years Ten locked years. in. And of his two hundred plus million dollar contract, how much is guaranteed? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but let me ask you a question while yeah. I look this up. Yeah, yeah. How much winning has Seattle done since Russell Wilson got his contract? Zero. Remember, they were constant Super Bowl favorites. Favorites. Yeah. They went to back to back Super Bowls, yeah. much like yeah. Kansas City. We're saying so they lost the second one. They paid then... Russell Wilson. They couldn't pay the rest of of the Legion of Doom. Right. Yeah, or boom, or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, leaving right? a boom. Leaving yeah. a boom. They couldn't pay the rest of those guys. And listen, the, the, their O line took a hit. Yeah, they they, they O line, the run game. You know, the, all that the defensive they, line. They traded their top center to the Saints. Saints. Yeah, Alex for, Mack for for. Oh, well, I mean, besides that, they they, oh, tra- yeah. they had traded for um this guy uh um they they traded uh. uh What's his name? Did Jimmy Graham go to Seattle right after Nola? I think so. he may have. I don't, I don't know. I know. I see. I know that. See, what in my opinion, 
from what it I was remember. Alex Mack though that was the second. Yeah, the they, second. they they like lost right they lost yeah. a, a great offensive line. So Mahomes has sixty three million dollars guaranteed on this contract. Okay, that's not a lot. So he, a ten year four hundred fifty million dollar contract extension from the Chiefs worth up to four hundred seventy five million with incentives. So Josh Allen signed a six-year, $258 million extension uh, worth $288 million. Now, Josh Allen has $97 million of that guarantee over six years. But I think that's smart to the Bills. Do it for five to six years. So even if you don't Yo, win, so you're telling me Josh Allen is getting $30 million more guaranteed than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. In four years less last four year? Less, yeah, yeah. It, now it looks like Patrick Mahomes got screwed. So yeah, maybe it's not Mahomes' contract. Well, he, you're looking at the $400 million, really. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at the – but the, what he doesn't realize is when his guaranteed money is up, if he's fallen from, you know, whatever position he's sitting Which, in – I can't really see him. Okay, fine. Let's say he doesn't, yeah. though, right? Once his guaranteed money is up, the team can trade him or get rid of him. But I'll say this for the team. That $400 million, he's never going to see it. Look, look at this. Here's the biggest concern I have for the Chiefs. They have no run game. Zero. 13 carries, 77 yards with Mahomes leading the way. Yeah. Okay? Then if you look at their other games uh, against Washington, let's take a look against the Washington Redskins. 28 carries, 109 yards. Not great. It's okay. I mean, look how bad those numbers are. 21 carries for Darrell Williams. For 62 yards and two disgusting. touchdowns. That's disgusting. Against the Bills. Against the Bills. They ran 23 times for 120 yards. Once again, Mahomes, eight carries, 61 yards. They're making him do everything. You cannot win when you don't have a balanced attack, when you don't have a running game. When the Chiefs were really good, I believe, in, like, Mahomes' first year, two, maybe 2018 uh, Kansas City. Yeah, Damian Williams. Yeah. Um they had Williams. Uh, didn't they have another really good running back? Right before that, Kareem Hunt. That's it, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they don't have that guy. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not, not it. that guy. He's not, it. He's not it. They should have got, taken DeAndre Swift. Yeah, when they had the chance. Yeah, uh, even okay. So Kareem Hunt was there. He only played eleven games. This was the year in two thousand eight. When he got right? hit with yeah, the, exactly. but in those eleven games, he turned up. Yeah. He, he turned the 824 up. yards. He turned the hell up, bro. Yards again. Hell, turned. even Spencer Ware, but Damian Williams Look at was that. averaging 5.1 yards a carry. Look at that. Look at that, bro. So, here's the thing. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm saying, look, man, I got to get I got to get an offensive line, more offensive line help from Mahomes, and I got to go get I got to go get him a competent number 2 receiver. Yep. And I got to go get him a running back. Yep. Yep. And people say, oh, well, the Chiefs offense, they got plenty of weapons. They don't, No, man. they don't. No, I'll they tell don't you, anymore. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Here's the reason why. Because their offense now, their offensive line is so weak, you'll notice Kelsey's on a lot more blocking packages. Yeah. That he, they can't afford to have him as a receiver in a lot of sets that they have set up based on what the defense is showing. They're going to ask him to block. and They're not going to have him no. get hit the way he got hit last game, bro. Hell no. If they're not going to do it. You look at a team like the Titans, who's pretty not, you, you take out Hill, Tyreek Hill? Well, who's that? Yeah, exactly. If you, okay, if you look at the top AFC teams right now, yeah. the Bills, yep. the Bengals, yep. uh, the Titans, yep. okay? Uh, I'll call the Chargers out in there, too, all right? You can name at least five guys that they can go to. Yeah, yeah. And they, with the exception of maybe the Titans, who have Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. That's it. Then that's it. That's it. But they have Derrick Henry, who's Derrick probably Henry, the best who? running running yeah. back in the league. Derrick Henry counts for two people. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the size of two. He is the size of two. <laughs> yeah. So. He's, he's a, uh, but weapons-wise, yo, since he's got Boyd, Higgins, Chase, Mixon, Mixon. You know, uh, Perrine's good as a receiving back. C.J. Azuma. Azuma uh, is a great red zone tight end. Um, you know, that is, you know, Chargers have Eckler, Williams, Allen. Cook's a good uh, red zone yeah. tight end. Yeah. Um, these teams are way more stacked. Yeah, with a lot more reps. And then you look at the Bills. Cole Beasley, Beasley. Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders. Zach Moss, Devin Don't. Singletary. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, yeah. You know, he's going to be out for three weeks. Yeah, but whatever. A huge blow now. Right. They'll have him back when they right. need him back. Right. And he's going to be good when he comes back. Yeah. Back, you know? 
He's and good. that's not even to mention that they got, uh, what's his name, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, who barely plays for yeah. the Bills. Gabriel Davis. Yeah. yeah. He's a feature. So, really, McCole Hardman has never really developed into what they thought he could. Yeah. Okay. Then who do you have? Pringle? Sucks. You know, bro, actually, Demarcus Robinson. Can I, can I tell you something, bro? Losing Sammy Watkins actually hurts this team. But who else was on the, that team in 2018 for the Chiefs? They had another couple good receivers that we didn't really talk about. Okay. That, uh, 18, uh, or even 2019 Chiefs. Okay. Look at uh, the 19 Chiefs uh, team. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Player statistics. I feel like they had a couple receivers that we don't really talk about. So they got Hill. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, Hart, Hill, Hardman, Kelsey, uh, DeAnthony Thomas, Demarcus Robinson. There's some of the same Pringle. guys that we see right now. No, but I'm telling you, though, the, the difference is Damian Williams was a pass-catching back dude. Yeah. Oh, so I, let me go to 18 again because I, I, I know that at one point they had some some really good receivers, receivers? that that a lot of people didn't talk about. You had Sammy Watkins, Watkins Charkandrick West. No. No, man. Nothing. Chris Conley was the name I was no, thinking of, but he was, he was not at big time. No, he wasn't. But yeah, I guess I guess not. I guess they've always. Dude, really believe it or not, Sammy Watkins actually makes a difference. Had if they had Sammy Watkins, he'd be a good number two to Hill. Solid number two. Yeah, to I, Hill. I guess so. You know, I guess so. But really, if you're the Chiefs, do you make a do you make a move now? Do you no. try to trade for somebody now, or no. do you just ride it out this season? No. If you try to make a trade now, you have to. You're gonna have to mortgage your future for it. Okay. So I think giving up anything in the future draft, considering your quarterback's there for ten years. Yeah. You know, supposedly, pro- probably, right? I don't think that it's smart to give up anything. You know. Speaking of giving up stuff, I didn't realize that the Panthers gave up a second. Hell yeah! For Sam Darnold. Absolutely. I thought they got him for. Nickels on the dollar. No way. Wow. Joey Douglas got it done, bro. Darnold looks like he's turned back to a pumpkin now. I, I, yeah. I stand corrected on Sam Darnold. I love the guy at USC. USC. You did, too. I, I know you too. thought he was a really good I thought he was the best quarterback in that too. class. I thought, too. And I remember as soon as we drafted you, you're like, I think you guys got really good value for your money, you know, yeah. you know as far as the quarterback goes. He sucks, bro. He's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. In fact, I think Will Greer is his backup, and he, yeah. he deserves a chance to play it right now. Well, you know, I I might be wrong again because I did not love the Zach Wilson pick for the Jets, and I told you that before. I was not in love with the pick. Yeah. And I might be proven wrong. Yeah. I could be proven wrong. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this year's Jets kind of looks like, like a rebuilding Bengals where, like, yeah. the whole line – Needs a lot of help, bro. Oh, they do. You but know. he also needs weapons, man. He needs he needs another receiver. This is, this he needs the a running game. game. So right now, you can justify the Jamar Chase pickup totally. Yeah. Or instead of an offensive tackle or like a guard or something like that, you know. Yeah. Because Burrow does, and they play together in college. So, and I don't know if it's just like BYU, BYU, that's why they got Waddle. Yeah, well, exactly. It, right? I don't know if BYU has a stud receiver sitting out there that maybe no. Zach Wilson played with. No, but yeah, no, I, you no, know, no. If, I, if I'm the Bears, you know who I'm looking at next year? Chris Olave from Ohio State. Fields and Olave had great chemistry, and Olave is projected to be in, uh, a first round pick. And get your Bears, quarterback, get your quarterback a, a weapon. Yeah, and the Bears are probably going to be drafting somewhere between. I think is appropriate range to draft a lot. And they're not. I don't think they're gonna get. They're gonna get rid of A. Rob. I think. Maybe. Yeah. I they might. But uh, you know, if you're looking at teams that need quarterbacks, it's a very weak class this year. But on the plus side, a lot of teams that will be picking in front of you, they already got their guy. They already got their guy. Exactly. So like, we're looking at the bottom teams: the Dolphins, the Texans, the Jets, the, Jets, the Lions. The Panthers, maybe. Uh, of those teams, the Texans need a quarterback because they're going to deal with Deshaun Watson, and the Lions might need a quarterback because I don't. But I don't know how much longer they're tied to Jared Goff. I think yeah. two more years, maybe. Wait, one more year of guaranteed money, after, and then after and then the a season, two, yeah. and then and a two point four million dollars deal for at least one more year. Yeah. One more okay. Year. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if you might be in luck, uh, the New York Giants might be needing a quarterback too. They they might be over the Daniel Jones thing. So 
depending on how things shake out, but it's a very thin class. And, and honestly, Matt Carl is going to be the gold standard. So I, I think uh, that's the guy, man. But you know, no know. Martinez, huh? Yeah, right. And like, unless you want to lose all your games. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all the time we have. We're going to be coming at you with a special 90-minute show on Friday. Friday. We're going to bring back the Chronic Corner, too. We're going to bring up Chronic Corner. We're going to play the Looks Like game. Uh, so we're going to have some good stuff for you on Friday. Awesome. So we're going to have Harlem Heat take us out. out. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah.